Hey, are you ready to co-collaborate with the universe in order to unlock, unleash, and truly step into the life of your dreams? Well, my beautiful soul, you are exactly where you need to be, and you're receiving the exact message you need to step into a realm where dreams become reality and desires manifest into existence. But before we get into this week's episode, it's that time of year where I open up the doors to my always sold out transformative program, ITM, Into the Mystic. And in four weeks together, you and I will deep dive into the mystical realm of feminine energy, harness the power of the sun and the moon, tap into the ancient wisdom of crystals, align with your highest potential through shadow work, and master the frequency of, you guessed it, M-O-N-E-Y, money. This is your chance to embrace abundance, fulfillment, and true manifestation like never before. And for my valued podcast listeners, I'm offering an exclusive 20% discount on enrollment with the code ITM20, ITM20. Plus, I offer flexible monthly payment plans that are available to everyone to make this life-changing experience happen. Don't let this opportunity slip away. Step into the mystic, which starts May 26th, and unleash the power within you. To start right now, just slide your finger over to the show notes and enroll today. Learn how to manifest the life of your dreams. You're listening to the Manifesting Miracles podcast. By tuning in today, you're dialing into your frequency of abundance. I'm Michelle J. Lamont, your manifestation master and guide. Ever since 2016, I've been obsessively dedicating my life to uncovering, dissecting, and analyzing every aspect of the practices and modalities in which we call manifestation. You see, you are truly more powerful than you can even imagine and fully capable of manifesting miracles on the daily. I'm going to teach you how to attract a life beyond your wildest dreams using your own divine power. So let's get started manifesting your miracles right now. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is time for us to align into our highest vibrational universe. It is time for your angels and your guides to be with you on this mystical and magical journey here on Earth, the teaching planet for you to manifest your motherfucking miracles. And my name, well, as always, it's Michelle Juanita Lamont, and I am absolutely so excited because this is a fans only, or is it called only fans? Only fans. Only fans. Okay. This is an only fans episode, meaning if you want to go deep, if you really want to cut between the lines between Michelle, the podcaster, Michelle, the coach, Michelle, the speaker, um, Michelle, the teacher, and Michelle, the aunt. Uh, Michelle, the daughter, and Michelle, the sister, then today is your episode. I have hosted over 240 fucking of these episodes, and I have never, not once, interviewed anybody for a podcast. I have never used anybody's clout. I had never used anybody's audience. I truly wanted to manifest an audience that was cultivated through energy, 
through frequency and through vibration. In order for us to be in truest and the highest alignment, we really truly must be authentic to what is important to us. And for me, what was important to me was to make it feel as if no matter if there's 1,000, 50,000, 100,000, a million people listening, that it felt like it was just you and I. And I I have actually avoided full sponsorships, mini sponsorships. People wanted me to talk about their soap. People want to talk about their drinks, talking about their hotels, um, you know, for a 30 second ad. And I've avoided that. I've avoided playing on anybody else, getting people in in my interviews to gain notoriety or reach. So today being December 27th, and it's not December 27th in my world, but time is an illusion and all of these dates really are inconsequential. I have asked my beautiful, my lovely, my talented, my charming, my intelligent niece, future Dr. Haley Lamont, to chime in on today's podcast. And for those of you who are tried and true, I'll be reading the second prediction letter of 2023. And Haley, is this sealed? Yes, it is sealed. Does it have a date on it? Yes. The date is 12-31-2023. Perfect. So whenever I read these envelopes every year, Haley, um, I'm not sure if you've listened to the particular pod. And Haley listens to the podcast. I wouldn't say she's as diehard as you guys. Some of you all. Yeah. But, but I'm a listener. Yes. She's a listener. Um, she has a show mug. Yes. Okay. Yes. I love my meditation mug. There you go. Do you use it every day? Yes, I do. Okay. And it has helped me greatly. Yeah. Well, because it kind of seems, at least for me, meditation was something that it seemed like either really smart people do, really woo-woo-y people do, or people who are just like, out of it. Like they could just sit down and be quiet. And it wasn't something I believed was possible for me. Um, and so I know the difficulties of meditation and that's why I, you know, I have to say I came up with the genius idea of putting a barcode scanning it and then it's done for you. And it's done for you. And I just recorded new podcast, new, uh, meditations for the mugs. Wow. So you'll be getting, yeah. If you have a mug, you'll be getting an email over the next two weeks that the new set of meditations for the money mug and the meditation mug and the self-love mug and the forgiveness mug will all have new meditations. So although no, wait, no, do not bark at her, Wayne. Sorry guys. Um, this is what chaos looks like. Usually I have, (laughs) usually I have Wayne and Dolly in what I call doggy jail. They're locked in the bedroom or they're locked outside. We're letting them have fun. But we're letting them have fun. Haley landed today. She's here visiting me normally in sunny, beautiful St. Pete. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little cloudy. It's but... a little cloudy. It's a little overcast. Like we could get some bad weather. Um, but we're together. We're together. And that's all that matters. So, Haley, um, I'd love for you to tell the people um, what you do, who you are, um, anything about you that you find that they might be able to know a little bit more about you. Yeah. So I am Haley Bryn Lamont, the niece of Michelle. And a little bit about me is um, when I was around turning 12 years old, I was in an ATV accident. 
that really shaped me into a part of what I want to do in my future career pathway. And that's where the uh, future doctor (laughs) comes into play. Um, I'm currently a senior in college pursuing exercise science and I'm about to earn my bachelor's degree. And then the next steps for me (laughs) is um, I am uh, entering in a doctorate program to be a doctor of physical therapy, which is my dream. I love to help people. Um, I currently work at a physical therapy clinic where I get to help patients um, watch them come in there and, you know, just truly get back and fully rehabilitate. So it's been, you know, an honor to be a part of that. And I'm just so excited to be able to continue to help people. Um, But yeah, I am really happy to be here and learn more and really just watch it in person instead of hearing it on my phone. There you go. And Haley, so my brother is your father. Yes. And you have one brother. Yes. And his name is? Dylan Lamont. Dylan, what Lamont? Dylan Sterling Lamont. Dylan Sterling. That's my mom's (laughs) maiden name. Okay. And that was the, Dylan was before Christian, right? If so, really really close. close. They're like the same age. So (laughs) my niece, Stephanie, is the very first niece of the family. And her middle name is my mother's name. So it's Stephanie Marlene Lamont and Dylan is named after my mom. So it's Dylan Sterling Lamont. Yeah. You know, just a little background there for you. Um, Okay. So one of the things that I think is really important for people to know, um, and, and the thing that I respect and admire so much about Haley is that a lot of people would have really stopped down and not pursued something out of their tragedy. And Haley had, how many surgeries did you have? Five total surgeries. Five total surgeries. So she had an ATV accident and and she was pretty much like, you know, she couldn't use her hand. Yeah. And instead of um, regressing or feeling sorry for herself. She had surgery after surgery after surgery. And then she went and had physical therapy. And it was the physical therapy that truly led her to the desire to be a server, a helper in this planet, yeah. um, you know, in a different way than her aunt, but really healing the people. Haley, do you know by perchance um, what percentage of people have a doctorate degree? On the planet? No. Less than 3%. Wow. Okay. So when, now Haley, since you were a junior, I think, in college, what do I address all your gifts as? (laughs) Dr. Haley Lamont. And what did your mom say when she first saw it? She laughed hysterically and she was like, well, one day you will be. That's right. (laughs) And even Haley was like, don't put me on the air as doc, because we have, I have to tell the producer how to list her. I'm like, I'm not a doctor, but. But. I will be. You will be. And (laughs) one day you'll listen back to this podcast, maybe when I'm no longer on the planet even. And. Well, it's true. We all have a date with a toe tag. You're right. All right. Okay. And you'll listen back to this podcast and you'll remember sitting out here on this cloudy day, sharing a microphone with Aunt Michelle and me saying that one day when you listen to it, you will officially have moved the tassel to become Dr. Haley Lamont. And so 
Yes. Do I do I talk about my nieces a lot? Yes. Do I spoil my nieces? I, I think I spoil my. Um. Yes. Capital <laughs> Y E S O M F E G. Yes. <laughs> Spoils an understatement. I mean, I would say I look for ways to give you gifts. Yes. Yes. No. She, she's the best. Sick, health, anything. She always provides. So she's very sweet. Oh well. She's a great aunt. Thank you, and you're a great niece. <laughs> And Haley, you know, overcame her challenges and you can't even really tell on her hand at all. It's a, it, there is a scar, obviously, yeah. but I think it's a scar like Stephanie's open heart surgery. It's her pride because yeah. she survived something that a lot of people don't survive. Yeah. And, um, and I'm very proud of you for that. Thank so, you. you know, Haley, it's official that I was 10 when you were born so you are now 21, right? Yeah. <laughs> You're looking at me like I'm crazy. You're like, That's you were? Yes. I definitely wasn't 10, but. <laughs> I was like, uh. Kelly's like, I don't lie. What are you saying? <laughs> but yes, I am 21 years old. Officially. And um, I remember seeing the little video with you and your dad where you're wearing the earrings, two and a one in the other ear. Taking and you're a shot. Taking a shot with your dad. Yeah. Um, um, which I think is cool because, you know, my dad was definitely not a good role model. No. Um, and your dad, my brother Jacques, J-A-C-Q-U-E-S, um, Jacques is the dad everybody wants. Yeah, he's amazing. He is. And not everybody gets to live this privileged life that Haley, you have, that yeah. Coco and Stephanie have. Yeah, I can um, admit that, yeah. Right? And that Jacques and I did not have. Yeah, no. Um, and I'm so glad for that. Yeah. You know, because the generation before me, your grandmother, literally, until she was almost eight, she slept on the floor with a dirt. Yeah. Like with bugs. Yeah. Um, in a third world country. Mm -hmm. Right. And she learned English on Sesame Street and willed herself here. Now, your father was born in Colombia. Yeah. Um, but I'm the first generation of Americans that were born in the United States. So I thought two things. First, I'm going to open up and read my prediction letter. But you all have heard so many different manifesting stories and so many different things that at a certain point, it either sounds like, and this is just my opinion, <laughs> that I'm the most magical motherfucker on the planet or I'm full of shit. And <laughs> and so, I mean, maybe a little bit. Sometimes I'm a little full of shit because I just like to make things be better, right? Like just make make it happier. Yeah. But I would say that it's 99.9% rooted in truth. Yeah. So... I, you know, Haley started becoming old enough to listen to the podcast and mature enough to listen to the podcast. And I wanted to ask you a couple of questions. Okay. Um, and I just want you to be honest and tell it like it is. Um, but two things came to mind. Well, three things came to mind when I thought about doing the podcast with you. First was you're a part of my Oprah story. Yeah. And... If you have not gone in and listened to my two-part episode of How I Manifested Oprah, you definitely need to listen to it because it's a really good story. Yeah. Stop right now. Listen and hit play okay, again. And hit play again. <laughs> so part of the story is that 
My sister-in-law, Melissa, and my niece, Haley, were coming into Dallas, and I completely got the date wrong. Yeah. Now, you have to remember, I'm dyslexic. I'm ADD. And... Yeah, it's, it's, it can happen. And even if, if I don't have an assistant literally up my ass 24 hours a day, shit doesn't get done and things don't get accomplished. So as an entrepreneur, one thing I've always done is invest in myself and hired an assistant for everything. Yeah. And because of that time period, like it was after the suicide, after the divorce, I was deciding whether I was going to be a publicist. I was trying to decide if I was going to go speak on stages. Yeah. I didn't have an assistant. Yeah. It was a transitional time. It was a transitional time. And yeah. Haley and Melissa were landing. Now, Melissa's a whole ass grown adult. Okay. <laughs> and <laughs> Haley was... She wasn't 12. How old were you? You were like mm -hmm. 17, 16? Yeah, maybe 16. 16. Yeah. So Haley's not a child that we're pushing on a stroller worried about, okay? <laughs> but if you ask my brother Jacques, <laughs> Haley is incapable of putting gas in her car, okay? And she's going to be a whole-ass doctor. So, but this is just father love. Yeah. Really, real, world. Yeah. You're in, you and your mom are his world. Yeah. And, and Dylan is important too. <laughs> yeah. But, but, but boys are different than girls. Ladies first. Ladies first. Correct. <laughs> We're Southern. <laughs> We're Southern Latinas. First. <laughs> do you consider yourself Latina since your dad is? Yeah, okay. I do. Good. I hope so. Te puedes hablar español? <laughs> no? Okay. I don't know. I don't know if Taylor could speak Muy bien. Spanish. I don't know. Muy bien. Taco, burrito, <laughs> chips, con say so. Okay, so. All right. I can't speak. So this. that's okay. So when I tell the story about Oprah, I tell how I pull up to the DFW airport. Mm -hmm. And where I was going was a Fort Worth Omni Hotel, which on a good day is a 40-minute drive. Yeah, but not on a bad day. Not on a bad day. Yeah. So y'all were coming in like right at hot at rush hour. Yeah. And I pull up to the DFW airport and I say in the podcast and in real life that I get a call in from ABC. And I knew I didn't have a story that day, but I, I was like, this is Michelle. Yeah, you know, like, this? what is this? Right. <clears throat> and they, and so it was my friend that was going to be at the carpet for Oprah. And she's just starts, she was a reporter. She's like, we're going to meet Oprah. And I just laugh and I go next Tuesday. Yeah, next week. And she goes in an hour. I said, in an hour, what? I'm at the airport. <laughs> yeah. And she goes, we're, the carpet closes. I'm, we're headed there now. I just got my gown. And I open up my phone and I'm like panicking. And she's right. It is that Tuesday. I'm at the airport. I'm supposed to pick up my 16-year-old niece and my sister-in-law. They don't live in Dallas. And they live in a small rural city at that time in Kentucky. You live in a more modern city now. Yeah. But they don't have Uber. They didn't know yeah. what, like, all of that kind of stuff was. Yeah. I don't even think y'all had DoorDash, did you? No, that was my first time to DFW, too. And your yeah. first time DFW Airport. Which was intimidating, I will admit. It's a big <laughs> airport. It's yeah. huge. So I pull up, and I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> now, here's, y'all, when I talk about... You are either led by fear of faith. Yeah. And you're either following the divine path that you're supposed to go with your angels and your guides leading the way, <clears throat> or you lean back into fear. Yeah. So my fear at that moment was A, disappointing my brother, B, disappointing my my niece. Yeah. Third was your mom. Your mom was third on the list, just to be honest, you yeah. know. And um, but more importantly, 
coming out of my suicide, coming out of my depression and my divorce, I really never did things for myself. Yeah. And this would have been. It would have been something for myself. Yeah. And I call your dad and I tell him the situation and he says no less than like 50 curse words at me. F-bombs. Yeah. And tells me that if I leave that airport, I don't have a brother. I don't have a sister-in-law and I don't have a niece. And I'm like, well, I either have Oprah <laughs> or I have y'all. And I'm I, here. And you're here. So I think I picked the right choice, right? <laughs> yeah. So I call my other brother and I offer him money to take yeah. y'all to dinner and pick you up. Yeah. And I, so I get, I'm at the airport. I'm trying to decide, do I leave or do I not leave? So I jump out of my car and I look on my flight pattern and it says that your flight's on time. Mm-hmm. And so I say to the universe, I literally look up into the sky and I said, if I'm supposed to meet Oprah... You're going to delay her plane. Yeah. Because if her plane is delayed, it would give William enough time to get to the airport and pick him up. Now, I want you to tell us what happened on that flight as you're descending and about to be there at the airport. Yeah, I think we would have, we were supposed to land um, shortly, you know, as we were descending. And there was a storm that the pilot spoke over the plane and said, we had to reroute and pretty much we would have to take a big circle in the other direction, which would add additional time to our flight. So there was a storm and we rerouted to have our, and our flight was delayed. When the universe is in charge, you can manifest a whole ass fucking storm (laughs) for a plane to get rerouted because they had just announced that y'all were about to land. Yeah, we were descending and then the pilot said change of plans. Change of plans. Michelle made a request. (laughs) Yes or no? Yeah. Right? The universe said. Right. The universe is like. Uh, bet (laughs) right yeah and so when I talk about on the podcast that when you're in flow and when you agree that your life is supposed to be spectacular and your life is supposed to be unique and and you've just decided that you are the creator of your reality you can stop a whole 747 from landing yeah and did my brother show up and pick y'all up yeah yeah okay and y'all were pretty pissed weren't you yeah, it, I think from my standpoint at the time, I was just like, oh, because it was more of like, oh, I wanted to see her. But then when I got to see her in person and her here, you know, how awesome it was and see pictures and now know, you know, how, what, what it all came of. Yeah. It, I mean, that meant more to me than the feelings at the time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So you think I made the right decision? A hundred percent. Right. Yeah. Right. And so, um, you know, a lot of people will look back at those choices and say, well, I didn't want to disappoint my family. But But, what if? But what if, right? And what if turned into a whole six-minute interview with Oprah Winfrey. I did. Right? So the second thing, and I just wanted you guys to hear it from Haley's mouth, you know, what happened happened and how these things happen. Um, And then the second thing that I really wanted to talk about and – I did ask Haley before going on the air if I could talk about this because there still is a lot of shame, even though everybody who could be shamed is dead. Um, When I tell you guys about how I grew up and I say that I was the shame of the family, even though I did nothing to be shameful for, um, 
it might, you might have a hard time understanding that because I was, besides Jacques, the best student. Jacques, my brother Jacques, her father always had 4.0s and I had like 3.98. Okay. But Jacques was always like scholarship this, straight A this, you know, leader of this. You know, he was a very, he is a very intelligent man um, and brother and big brother. And he's a good big brother. But when I, when Haley started listening, um, my family never wanted to admit that my father chose to give me away almost immediately after my mother died because really that was their only parent. And so you don't want your parents to look bad. And it was embarrassing that he gave away his daughter and kept the brothers and my younger sister. Um, why isolate a 10-year-old? right? Why put a 10-year-old in such bad conditions? And so one of the questions that I told Haley that I was going to ask her today was, Haley, when you started listening to the podcast and we had already known each other our whole lives, right? Mm -hmm. um, you went to your father and asked him what about, after you heard my podcast, what did you ask him? I asked him for, you know, I guess the truth would be the correct term. Um, you know, my dad doesn't talk about his childhood a lot, but when you ask him, he does talk. Um, and I had known that I had never known that my Aunt Michelle was in a home alone. I had known at one point, you know, different living conditions that you all had had mm -hmm. and different trials you all experienced, but I had never known that you were in that home before anyone. Yeah. I never knew that until hearing the podcast. So I asked him and he told me that you were. Right. And, and I bet that was kind of hard to hear, huh? Yeah, it was. Because it would be hard for me to hear that that had happened to anybody. Anybody. But to know that, like... Did you have, out of curiosity, did you have a good relationship with Papa John? I didn't have much of a relationship with him. Okay. Um, I know that at one point he lived with us for a little bit, okay. but I can't remember much. Um, and my dad's told me so many things that I don't care that I didn't have a relationship with him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know. It's okay. Yeah. I'm just curious. I, because I love you all so much. Right. Different stories upset me. Sure. Um, but my relationship with him, you know, he was Papa John and that was that. Right. Yeah. So I can only imagine what it must have been like to go in and, and ask your dad, like, did Aunt Michelle really live in an orphanage by herself? Yeah. Um, and so that was kind of shocking because I've talked about it on the podcast, how my brothers would all keep the secrets and nobody would talk about it. And the way that um, your former uncle, Uncle Steve, found out about it, I talked about it on a podcast, was at one of Dylan's birthday parties yeah. at Chuck E. Cheese, where um, a brother I don't communicate with anymore, Uncle David, um, was telling a story about an incident that happened when they were children and... I wasn't laughing and my brother William hit me and he was like, don't you remember? That's funny. Don't you remember? And finally your dad, my, my brother Jacques said, that's when Michelle was at the home. Yeah. 
And that's how my husband of six years found out. Like yeah. I, we all kept that. Like I was ashamed. I you was, didn't say it either then. No, because yeah. it was, it was shame. And, and so many people who listen, who are listening to this podcast. You have your shame. You do. You have yeah. your shame and your um, scarcity and your anxiety. And you feel like you're faking it. And you feel like you're an imposter. Like, why should anybody buy my products? Why should anybody listen to me? Why should any of things, these happen? Um, and I just want you guys to know authentically that everything that I say and everything that I've experienced and everything that has happened is true. Yeah, it's made you who you are today. Yeah, it yeah. has made me who I am today. And and I'm still evolving and I'm still growing and I'm still learning things out about myself and and doing everything I possibly can to help as many people as possible and for them to... Be, truly become the highest versions of themselves. And I've shared with you and you can see <gasps> nobody, you can see on the website and on the podcast, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of reviews, reviews testimonies yeah, of how what I've done has changed. So before I read my, my 1231, 2023 prediction, second half letter, um, Excuse me, Haley, I'll, I'll turn that microphone over to you for a second. And then I'm going to ask you a question. Yeah. Is there anything that you've ever wanted to ask me and didn't and may, or want to ask me and never have? Or is there anything you want to ask me now out of curiosity? Okay. Um, so I can think of something first related to this and what you do. And then I can think of another question. But first, I'll just ask you. What truly led you to manifestation? I know that you went, you know, PR, you've done so many things and been successful in so many things. So what made you say like, you know, I want to go into this and what made you really dive into even meditation and just really spiritually being aligned? I just want to know what was... What was the day? Yeah, thing? what is... Can you point to one thing or many things or... Well, after I was unsuccessful at attempting to unalive myself, yeah, I was laying in bed and reading all these articles about how women um, shouldn't kill themselves with a gun because we change our mind at the last minute and then we become like paraplegic or um, we lose our ability to communicate and we're a burden. And so I was literally just laying at my house in Willow, um, Willow Bend or yeah. Will, I forgot, what's it called? Willow Bend? No. Um, what was it called? Willow something. Willow something. I can't even remember anymore. Okay. Willow something. And <laughs> I was looking up pawn shops that sold guns. Yeah. And so I was sure that if I had a shotgun and I positioned it in the right way, I could just lean forward and I would kill myself perfectly like I had been measuring it. Yeah. And the TV comes on. Literally out of nowhere, and it's just like my dog, Wayne. It's Dr. Wayne Dyer on TV, and my remote was right in front of the TV. And the TV pops on on YouTube. I didn't watch t YouTube. You know who watched YouTube? Coco. Yeah. And Coco watched, that's my niece, Courtney. She watched Grey's Anatomy because she always wanted to be either a veteran, a nurse, or a doctor. Yeah, okay? so she liked the show. She loved the show. So when it popped on, I thought all you could watch on there was reruns. I didn't know what YouTube really was. Yeah. Um, so I turned it or it turned on and it was Dr. Wayne Dyer. And the first yeah. line that came out of his mouth was when you change the way that you look at things, the things that you look at change. And 
it was such a profound statement to me. Yeah, especially I, in that moment. In that moment, I couldn't stop watching it. 12 hours later, I was still watching it. Yeah. And then the next day, I went to Half Price Books, literally in my pajamas. Yeah. And I went in and I said, do you have any books by this man, Dr. Wayne Dyer? And he was like, oh, he wrote 40. Yeah, and you've talked a lot about him since. Right. Yeah. So that's that started me on my spiritual journey because I knew that there was something wrong with my brain. Yeah. But I, I didn't know that there was something wrong with my soul. Yeah. And that moment, I really, I was having an argument with, you know, what I called the man in the clouds. Now I call God. Yeah. I said, man in the clouds, if you're real and you really fucking know me and you really fucking care, change it. Yeah. Because if not, I'm going down to Lone Star Pawn Shop and I'm buying that gun and I'm finishing the job. Yeah. So that's that's how I started my spiritual journey. And then obviously I went back to school for 18 months. I got my mindfulness cognitive therapy degree, which I understood and learned about the brain and the way that the brain works from the amygdala to the frontal cortex to the reticular activation system. And then that led me to meditation, which got me off of Adderall and Xanax and Ambien and off of all alcohol and even becoming a a vegan. Yeah. Right. Um, so that's how that really and truly did happen. Um, and that's how I started meditating and that's how I started manifesting. Um, and then it really became a thing of science for me because I didn't believe any of it. And I really thought that I had like brain tumors or because all these things were just happening, Yeah, you know, it just didn't seem real. Yeah. 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 And and thankfully all my friends were reporters. Yeah. Cause I'm like, did you just see that? Did I just get this free tickets? Did we just get the free this? this?" Yeah. Yeah. And so like the universe was just like, let's get giddy up. Yeah. And I even remember on that same trip when mom and I were with you and we flew into Texas, we would pull into the mall parking lot and she's like, watch this. I'm going to get a front row spot. And she would. And that, you know, was around the same time uh-huh. meeting Oprah. So just something that small. I know you tell people, you know, start with something small. You start with something small because it makes you feel like you can accomplish something. Yeah. And then your vibration raises. So yeah. like if, if somebody said, Haley, go in there and become perform doctor duties right now. Yeah. And you're a freshman in college and you don't know you're anything like, about uh, ligaments. And yeah. That. You're going to hurt somebody probably. Yeah. You can't do something that you haven't yet learned. And you're not going to feel confident. Yeah. So if you go yeah. in and you try to split somebody and they're like, ah. You're going to feel bad. <laughs> you're going to feel bad and you're never going to really want to do it. Yeah. Gonna, right? Yeah. So with manifesting, I think it's important for people to start small because then they – First of all, they get that sense of self-fulfillment, right? And then secondary, your vibration starts to really change. And all of a sudden, what is like a coincidence no longer can be counted as a coincidence. And it then becomes a synchronicity. And a synchronicity, according to Einstein, is the universe in full, literally turning every single planet and focus on you. Yeah. And so excuse me, if you're in synchronicity, then that means that you're in your divine path. And it's very easy to manifest things once you're in your divine path. What would you say, if you were to say one thing, or if you can say two things, doesn't matter, or no things, (laughs) I don't want you to feel guilty or, or pressured. What would you say is something that people don't know about me, or people would be surprised to learn about me, or... You know, because I'm I'm on here every day. Like I just go in and I yeah. go right to the topic and yeah. you know, make it a literally like a tutorial. 
Um, so something that comes to my mind, especially sitting here looking at my aunt, is her generosity is beyond words. And not only in a way that you all know her as and um, being a coach or a leader or, you know, helping you fulfill everything that you want in life and more, she doesn't, you know, she does beyond that every day, whether it's, you know, walking the dogs. If she saw someone that needed help, she would help them. And that's one thing that I love about her because, you know, that's not as common anymore. People aren't willing to help and wanting to help. And she does kind acts, small acts, big acts, but it's not for anything in return for her. She just literally has the most generous heart and will give to anyone in need. And even not in need, if you need something, she's going to give you the shirt off your off her back. Um, she's incredible. And I know that you all know that she's incredible. But I think what would be beyond that is, it's, I mean, the best way is generosity in her heart. It is far more than ever could be described in a podcast. You know, you just have to truly know her and know how loving and caring she is, no matter who you are. Thank you. That's very sweet. She is so caring and giving and loving. And she's so generous. And how do you think? Oh, thank you, baby. (laughs) To know her is to love her. (laughs) And to know you is to love you. Thank you, baby. I love you, too. What do you think I was like prior to my divorce and prior to my suicide? How would you describe me out of curiosity? Maybe more um, in transparency, on edge or angry, angry. stressed, um, easily upset, um, almost more like just, I mean, I wouldn't, I would never like describe you as like angry at the world, but it was like every, like, it was like, um, it was just taken from you. And, you know, you were just like, where do I go now? What do I do now? Like, I felt like she was just emotionally and physically drained and it was really hard to see. And if anything though, like, I mean, I know she would be able to say this, but that's a part of her story. And I feel like that also makes her so much stronger now. She doesn't have a bad bone in her body. (laughs) (laughs) I would get, I would tell, I've told you guys, I would get in road rage. Yeah. She, she wasn't the same person because I just feel like she was drained. Yeah. Yeah. There just wasn't anything left. Yeah. Like the, the, the oh. well had run dry. Yeah. And all I had left enough was, was enough. Enough was enough. Like all I had left was the choice of do I try to overcome this for the 50th time in my life or do I end my life? And I just couldn't see starting another company and doing anything over again. And for what? Yeah. You know, and I was I had allowed somebody for a long time to abuse me. And I didn't tell anybody about it. And I didn't talk about it because from the outside, everybody just saw this very successful businesswoman. Yeah. um, Part of shame. Part of shame. And there's so much shame and guilt and anxiety. And that's why I talk about all of the most humiliating and embarrassing things that have ever happened to me or that I've ever done on here. um, Because I don't want you to feel alone in this world. And I don't want you to feel like... You're alone in your shame. Yeah. Um, And that there's nobody out there who is listening or cares. And I can't speak for anybody else, but I do. Yeah. And I am. Yeah. Um, All right. So let's go to. Let's hear. Let's see if I was correct in my predictions. So here it is. 
It's sealed. <laughs> Signed, sealed, and delivered. All right. So this is my second half of 2023 prediction letter. See if I can read my own handwriting. Could have been stoned when I wrote it. I don't know. Let's see. It was New Year's. Uh-oh, I wrote on the inside of the envelope. Um, oh, no. Yeah, okay. So <laughs> let me try to piece my little it's hand. Legit. It's legit. Like, it's legit. <laughs> it's legit. Um, it says... Something, let's see, because it would have been like that, right? No, it would have been like like this, but no, there's no writing on it. That's so weird. Oh, it's folded back. Okay. 2024 has so much potential for unlimited abundance. I love you. And then it says, look at you, 2023, done. Okay. All right. So that's the envelope I wrote to myself. So let's see if I can read my serial killer handwriting. <laughs> All right. Oh, my God. It's the last day of 2023. And what have you done? So there's a song by YouTube. Uh, U2. U2, right? That's a band, right? U2. Yeah. U2. I, I always say it in my mind now. I want to say YouTube. Yeah. All right. Uh, when they, they said, so this is Christmas. Another year's over. And what have you done? Yeah. So I always think of that line oh, at the end of the year. So it's like yeah. the last day of 2023 and what have you done? And then I wrote a lot, baby. <laughs> First you made it. And I know this is this year had you moving at a pace you have not moved at in a minute. Okay. I am so proud of you for everything you've accomplished. You let this, you let things go. I did that. You had attachments to and was very scary. Yes. I've had to let go of people yeah, and situationships. Yep. You did things you've never done. Yes. The podcast hit 300 K plus. Yep. Almost at 500,000. And you traveled a bit, a bit. I did go to Washington and I did go to Ohio. I just don't leave because of the dogs. Yeah. Um, you, did. you sang karaoke. Yes. You danced with strangers. I did. You howled at the moon multiple times. <laughs> you helped so many people. I have. You had your biggest money year. Um, you know, I don't know. I mean, I'm doing great. Determined. Yeah. <laughs> Your biggest growth emotionally, personally, vibrationally. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Every time you step into fear, you expand. I feel like you will be expanding in the year of seven. So this was a seven year. Seven is a change year. My birthday two five is a seven. I'm considered a seven in different numerology charts. So this was a very expansive year because I did do things out of my comfort zone. And I, yeah, so I, I would say yes. Um, I don't know what that means, but I feel like, you faced a lot of new paths. Some were great. Others were soul crushing. Yep. Remember that you, Michelle J. fucking Lamont and no matter, remember that you're Michelle J. fucking Lamont and no matter what, you are the creator of this reality. Hello, 2024. The equals the best is yet to be revealed. I love you so much. Michelle J. Lamont, 12, 31, 2023. Yeah. So for my second half, I think that spot was on. spot on, right? Yeah, yeah I think that was, was pretty. Great. Yeah. 
So, Haley, as we wrap up the one and only time out of 240 episodes of never interviewing anybody. Yeah. Um, what do you think? Is there anything that you want to ask me besides what you asked me before um, that you want would want to know about? Or is there anything that you think I should explain or tell people about myself that maybe it would be curious that they found out or that they know or just as like a behind the scenes kind of thing? Um, I don't know. I, I, I remember this very vividly when Aunt Michelle had told me. And I'd mentioned it to her before, and I had asked her if she remembers that feeling, but this is kind of a behind-the-scenes question going back to the divorce. I had mentioned to you that at one point, and I can't remember if it was the time mom and I had visited or not, but I remember that you, you felt like you were getting to a better place, that you were letting go, that, you know, you were kind of starting this new journey, and you felt like your angels were like giving you like warning signs, like what's going on? Why am I, there's like, something feels bad. Something's not right. And so you took a, d- a deeper dive into things and you realized there was still some old photos of people in the house that you weren't aligned with and that their energy was totally bringing you down. And I think that that speaks a lot too, because we're talking about, you know, manifesting small things and starting small, but also you have to, I feel like, clear yourself of bad energy to accept that good energy. And I know personally, um, growing up, my Aunt Michelle's told me, I'll look at myself in the mirror if I have some hormonal acne or whatnot. Don't talk to my face negatively. You yeah. know, I'm putting that on my face. Um, talking about tests, you know, meditate before a test, um, bring good energy into that test. And there's so many examples. Um, I will say real quick, the college I'm wanting to go to, I'm going to put it out here on here. Yes. Um, it's called Hanover. It's in Indiana. Um, you know, I'll be going there for physical therapy school. I had never heard about it. I was asking God, I was seeking for opportunities elsewhere because I wasn't for sure where I wanted to go. Mm. And I felt like I was settling or I just wasn't for sure. Mm -hmm. So there was someone in my class that mentioned it to me. I did some research. It's a hybrid program. I can get done in two years. Most physical therapy programs and doctorate programs are three to four years. And um, I told my Aunt Michelle about it. And, you know, she was like, this is it. I feel it. This is it. The next day, I'd never heard of the school. The next day, there was a bumper sticker right in front of me on my way to the university (laughs) I go to now. And it was things like that. And so just this past weekend, I went to a lab immersion and I got to see in person what it was like there. And I can't explain it, but I literally felt like I was spoken to in there. My, My body felt warm and I was like, this is it. This is where I'm supposed to be. So where I would go back with that is I think that what I've learned from you is you don't let people take advantage of your kind heart. Um, and I think that she knows when enough is enough with people. Now. Um, yeah, now. And um, she's truly learned from everything she's experienced. Um, but what I wanted to ask you, moving forward from that moment when those pictures were there, you got rid of them. Mm-hmm. Now you're here. Yeah. I know you've told the story to me. I'm sure you've told it on here about pretty much manifesting your dream home. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how do you feel living in the, this is your reality? I mean, you're here, you get to walk outside to that view every day. You get to see dolphins. And how do you feel now going back to that moment? 
So what Haley was talking about is that um, I had given my ex-husband a box of all of our framed photos. Um, and I met him when I was a teenager. So um, although I'd been sexually assaulted before I was married, I considered myself, I considered myself a virgin. Um, and so it wasn't easy for me to just say like, even though I filed for divorce and it was my choice and I was one that ended everything, it wasn't just something like I'm divorced and now you're no longer part of my history and, and who I am. So in the garage, I had left 20 framed photos of ours, 20 of them that were on the walls um, and said, because he was picking up the dogs and I said, you know, take whatever photos you want. I'll keep the ones that I like and put the rest of them away. And he didn't take one photo. Not one. Uncle Steve didn't take one. Mm. And I remember because there was 20. And when I, when I got back, when, the, when I got back and the dogs were in the garage, um, I go through the box and there was all 20. And I remember it was, it was soul crushing. And I literally kept all but one because I loved the way I looked in this photo. <laughs> it was a picture in Italy. And, um, and I, I threw them all, I, I threw them all in a box, but when he came to pick up the dogs the next time, I didn't put him in the trash can until he was there thinking like I would hurt him by him seeing the photos and he didn't care at all. Mm. And that really was like one of the most depressing days of my life. And I thought I had gotten rid of all of those photos and those memories. And I believe it was a psychic and she was like, why are you holding on to these photos? And if you've never been a wife or a spouse to somebody, you may not understand this psychology of it, but I literally said out loud for his funeral. And the psychic was like, what? And I said, for his funeral, like we spent, we grew up together. You know, we were both, he was older than me. He was not a teenager, but we were kids when we met and I would think that, you know, you'd want to see your college graduation picture and you'd want to see these things at your funeral. And she was like, you're wrong. You're not his wife. You're not responsible for making sure his memorial looks good. His new wife will be. And that was really hard and crushing, but I got rid of the photos. And when, um, and that's a two-part episode in July of 2021 on how I manifested my million dollar view. When I was in those stages in Plano, Texas, um, living there, I literally had zero idea what I was doing. Yeah. And I was scared to death to move to Florida. Yeah. I would cry almost every day, even though I, it was my choice. Yeah. And, and it was just the dolphins were chasing me and the dolphins were calling my name. And, um, and I would see them everywhere and they were literally stalking me, um, that I had to take one of the biggest risks of my life, definitely moving to a, selling my house with my nieces and my nephews and my brother, um, within proximity of me, safety net. Yeah. Right. It was a risk. No friends, no family, no neighbors, Nothing. nothing, not a job, nothing. Yeah. Um, and every night I go out to my deck to my Lene 
And I sit at that and I see, you know, all I said was I wanted one window with a palm tree and every single window <laughs> has a palm tree. There's over 28 palm trees on the property. The universe They're, delivered. The universe delivered in a big way because when you are on your spiritual path and you choose faith over fear, well, faith is just as strong as fear. Mm-hmm. And you can't live and say, well, I believe in a higher power, but I'm not going to take any chances because I don't have the money yeah. or it might not work out for me. Or what happened if, what happened if my kids need shoes and I start this business? Well, you're always operating out of the worshiping of the fear and the lowest vibration. Mm-hmm. But what happened if God source energy, universal energy, and you have this big, huge plan called the house in St. Pete called half million listeners called six figure salary manifesting miracles of your own. And they do. Yeah. And when you were on your ATV accident, yeah, you had no idea that it was going to lead you to be part of a society of less than 3% of the population who can call themselves doctor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So each of us have all of these unique experiences Mm -hmm. That some might look at as so horrible. Yeah. Right? Um, sometimes when I talk to you about them, I can tell that you don't respond to things when I say them because you're too upset to hear them. Yeah. Because I feel for you. Because you feel for me. Where to me, there's no sting in them anymore. Yeah. That's your your reality, your upbringing, your life. Yeah. And I think I think the other day when I told you the story of the shoes, I think I upset you. Did I? You didn't upset me, but I was like, you know, I don't want to know that. It's not that I don't want to know, but it's like, you know, same with my dad. I mean, I it's so hard to hear a hurt that you experience, but I, I understand, though, that, you know, this is not a comparison, but like the hurt that I experienced, it is, I can yeah. talk about and I can, and the same goes for you, no matter what the event was. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So no, you didn't upset me. I didn't know. Yeah. We didn't talk about that. But yeah. I had told Haley a story about why I didn't have shoes for a whole year in school um, because the man that gave away the shoes or was signed shoes was sexually assaulting the, the people, boys and girls who needed shoes on campus. And you would have to, um, everybody had to wear skirts if you were a girl. Um, he would push your legs apart and look up your panties. And if you didn't wear panties, you got more shoes. And there was all these different things. And we were children. We were like 12, 13, 14-year-old kids. Um, and I had, I had a, you know, to me, it's a blessing to be a blessing. Yeah. And there was an opportunity for me to bless a family. And... I took, you know, Haley had commented on it. And these are things that I don't share with people that I do. Yeah. Um, But I said, you know, these kids wanted shoes. Yeah. Like we have, you know, nowadays kids are asking for screens, and iPhones, tablets. Right. You no, name no. it. Taylor Swift tickets. Yeah. So when right? you see shoes or you see my, hygiene up. products, it's. It breaks is. my heart. It is. Yeah. And so I wanted to get everything that the kids, all three kids needed from their list. And that's how the shoe memory came up. up. Yeah. And I, and I told <coughs> Haley, Dolly, Dolly, stop. Dolly, Dolly, the <coughs> dolphin hunter. All right. Y'all sorry about the audio today. Dolly, callate la boca. No, nobody's talking to you. Leave the dolphin alone. No, no. So we're wrapping up. 
But I want you guys to know, um, and then, and that whole little thing with the shoes, it was just the universe reminding me how far I had come that here I am now in a position, <gasps> sir, Wayne, to, to, clothes and shoes and yeah. Christmas gift, an entire family. Yeah. Um, yeah. And not even really like, doesn't matter to me. I still have a, you know. Yeah. It's not, that's what I meant about the generosity of her heart is knowing what she's experienced. She's not doing something in return for this. She's doing it out of the good of her own heart. And yeah. And nobody knows of the things I do. I yeah, never talk about them on social media. Things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm, but it's also very easy to be generous yeah. and money wants to be circulated. Yeah. And anytime I spend money, like, just like even with you this yeah. year, right. I was like, yeah, well, we, she spent, she spent some money on me this year. I spent a couple of coins on this one. <laughs> Cause I said, we you know, she said her favorite singer was going in concert. Yep. Luke Combs. Luke Combs. So Luke, if you're listening, yeah. um, Haley wants to go backstage. Let's yeah. just manifest that. Yeah. And I said, pick a city, yeah. right? I said, pick a city. And then I said, Haley's like, well, look at these seats. Like, these are the nosebleed. They're only $44. Yeah, I said, I'm like, where's, you know, the bargain? <laughs> she said, no, I want good ass seats. I said, I am not going to be meeting my future husband in nosebleed seats. He's going to be in the club level. Yeah. And if you're around people who can spend that money, then you're going to be more comfortable. Yeah. Because most of the guys that I date are not as successful as I am. So I end up breaking up with them anyway, because we have different goals. Not just Wayne, not just financially, but like, if I want to buy something for my niece, $3,000 to go to Luke Combs. Okay. Cause (laughs) we're getting an Airbnb and we're doing the whole thing. thing. Uh, (laughs) Then I don't want somebody to go like, oh my God, why would you do that? that? That's so expensive or whatever. And then it makes people feel insecure. Your person's going to be like, hell yeah, y'all have fun. Yeah. My person's (laughs) going to be like, do you need a helicopter ride? Let me get you a a helicopter ride. Screw the Uber. Screw the Uber. Because I'm like, we're going to get an Uber. (laughs) So anyway. Yeah. um, But I think that the more that you circulate money, uh, the more that you will manifest it. And money likes to be circulated. It doesn't want to stay tied up in your wallet, worry, be worrying about it. Yeah. It doesn't. And I'll even drive down the road and throw money out the window. Yeah. I will. Um, that's just who I am because I believe that it's going to find the person that needs it yeah. and it's going to motivate and inspire somebody. So yeah. this is my Christmas gift to you, dear listeners. Uh, first, I just want to say thank you for another year um, And as we're going into a new year. And if you're listening to this and this is the year 2040 or 2060 or maybe Haley, you're going to go back and listen to this episode after I pass away and you're a mama or maybe not, who knows, or you have a chain of clinics or maybe you just work for somebody else. Um, I want to thank you for being on the podcast today, most, most importantly, um, being such a good niece um, and such a wonderful human being in this world because there's not enough of HBLs in the world uh, to go around. Um, and I know you think that of me, but I generally, I do think that of you. I see you helping complete strangers and talking to people and explaining things to people and having really divine patience. And that's a beautiful thing to witness as an aunt. Yeah. Um and I see your picture every day. I Surprise. Know, she didn't know. beautiful picture. Yeah, she walked in. She didn't know that I had these big pictures made of her and I and her mom. And they're here in my above my family altar. And so Such every day. Special memories. Yeah. That's why all your candies are right there. I was like, hey, yeah, it's the Haley candy's coming. Your candy's coming. Uh, so um, I, wanna, I wanted to give you guys something that isn't so much like me 
um, yelling into a microphone for 30 minutes. Something different. <laughs> something different. Um, because you, you're loyal, you listen, and you get something. hope you got something out of this. Yeah. The inside, too. Mm. My lovely aunt. Aw, my <laughs> lovely niece. Um, and uh, we, I just want to thank you guys because the universe is truly looking out for you. It is truly guiding you. It is um, surrounding you and loving you. And I love you. And I, I think the world of you guys, and I know within my total truest heart that anybody can manifest anything that they truly want. Yeah. So when I close, do you know what I say? You remember everything is always everything doing, yeah. is always working out for me. All right, so we're gonna say that three times together. Okay, yeah. ready? Three, two, one. Everything, everything is, is always, always working, working out for me. Everything is always working out for me. Everything is everything out for me. Everything, everything, everything. All right, producers, cue. Yes, cue that motherfucking music. The next uh, podcast is already recorded and waiting on the books. If you have not signed up for Alignment Exposed, this is one of your last weeks to get enrolled and spend six weeks with me and people from around the world who are investing in themselves to change their life. When I say the alumni from this class from last year and the year before and the year before are living totally different fucking lives, they they honestly want to come in and talk to you guys and be like, hey, we're the alumni and they're going to, so you're going to be meeting them. Why not you? Why would you not invest in yourself, circulate that money and tell the universe it is time for my life to shine? All right, producers, cue that motherfucking music. Now it's time for you to go and manifest your miracles right now. Thanks for listening to this episode of Manifesting Miracles. Now it's time for you to take action. I invite you to hang out with me just a little bit more by signing up for my newsletter. You'll get instant exclusive access to the practices that will chart your own path to abundance. And yes, spark that highest version of you. Head to the show notes right now so you don't miss a thing. Now listen. I fucking believe in you. And it's now time for you to win, win, win. Yes, yes. <laughs>